Welcome to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And on today's episode, we're talking about having your own back and how this is so important for you to do, for you to think when you are pursuing your dreams, when you are intentionally designing your life. So what do I mean by having your own back? What I mean by this is that when you step out to pursue the thing on your heart, it's going to be uncomfortable, period. That's a part of it. And people will judge you. And what I want to know is, will you have your own back? Meaning, even if the thing doesn't go the way that you hoped it would, will you still love and support you? Even if people judge you in a negative way, will you still love and support you? Will you still have your back? Because this is essential to designing the life that you want. I 100% believe that. So we're going to dive into that in a bit, but I need to update you on what happened this past weekend because I had so much love and support from this community. I had people text messaging me and saying like, Ange, I know that your event is this weekend and I just want to tell you you're going to be awesome. I'm sending you all this love. I'm sending you all these prayers. And that meant so much to me. In fact, I had a group of friends that came and sat in the front row at this event just to love and support me. And I even told them, you know, one of the things that I love the most and helped me perform well or speak well was the fact that I knew that even if I sucked, even if I was just awful as a speaker, they would still love me and support me. They would still have my back. And that feeling was the best feeling. And I want to make sure that I'm doing the same thing to myself, that even if I suck at whatever I am doing, I will still have my back. I will still love and support me. Okay, so this event this past weekend Uh, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself. And that feeling of making yourself proud, oh, it's such a good feeling. And I, I want to make sure that you are thinking about every day, what are you doing to make yourself proud? From when you wake up in the morning, like you open your eyes, what's gonna make you proud of how you showed up today? When you're around people that are hard to be around, may generate a lot of that catabolic energy, what's gonna make you proud of how you show up around them? telling you this right now, it's not going to make you proud if you stoop down to that level. That's not going to make you proud. What's going to make you proud most likely is you showing up from a place of love. So I just felt like I needed to say that right now. So I don't know if you need that, but that favorite question of mine, what will make you proud of how you showed up is something to be thinking about because that also helps you generate the kind of energy that you want to be generating as you pursue your dreams, that anabolic energy. And that question, what would make you proud of how you showed up, is also an energy shifting question. And if you want to know some more questions you can ask yourself or dive deeper into this energy work that I'm talking about, make sure that you have the energy communication guide. If you haven't downloaded it, you can get it. It's on my website, angebarnard.com. If you scroll to the very bottom, you'll see where you can get it. Otherwise, I'll put the link in the show notes. So I just want to throw that out there. And the other thing as far as making myself proud was I remember a year ago, I had put on my, almost a year ago, I had put on my vision board that I wanted to host an event. And when I posted that on my vision board, I wrote it as 
one of my identity statements, event host. I had so much like thoughts around like, uh, me doing that. I don't know if I can do that and organize all the details of an event because this is the thing about me that y'all need to know. I don't like all the details of things. Like I'm the person who likes to show up to the party. I don't want to plan the party. I, I am very intentional about, and I like actually really enjoy planning, but with my ADHD happening, you know, I don't like, yeah, anyhow, I need the people that are going to help make sure I execute. That's the problem. Really, it's not so much about planning. It's the execution piece that I struggle with. That is why I created Commit to Your Vision, our program around executing on the vision. Want to know why? Because that's the thing I struggle with the most. And I don't know if you can relate to that. Whereas maybe you have a vision or you have some goals or ideas. Maybe you still want that clarity, but you you have an idea of the direction you want to go. One, getting the clarity is going to help you really be more intentional with your time. But two, you know that you need to execute on the vision. So what made me so proud this weekend was that I really executed on this vision. And this dream became reality. And we hosted the Intentional Life Retreat. And it was amazing and so uplifting. And one of my favorite things was seeing all of people's dreams and goals on the back board, on the wouldn't it be cool if board that was a part of my talk. So I opened up on Friday morning. I spent two hours just guiding the audience through some different exercises, sharing some stories. Um, and one of the exercises was was to write down some of your goals by using the wouldn't it be cool, wouldn't it be cool if game that I like to play. I've talked about it on this show where you pick an area of your life and then you say, wouldn't it be cool if, and then you fill in the blank around what you would like to happen in that area. And the reason why you want to do this is because it shifts you into that childlike state. I'm talking childlike faith that we're called to have where you believe anything is possible. You let go of the how of it. And you're like, well, it would be cool if this could happen and this could happen. You're just playing. You're just dreaming. That playful state, that state where you believe truly anything is possible, that's of the highest energy. It's way up there on the chart. And it's really hard for us as humans to go there, or I would say as adults, to go there. So when you play this game, it helps you shift into that state. And I really feel like it helps you align with those kinds of God-sized dreams becoming reality. At least that's what it's done for me. So from the stage, I share a story. I have multiple stories about this, how I've played this game and how some of those things have become reality above and beyond what I could imagine. But if I would have just thought about like rationally what could happen for my rational brain and what's realistic to happen, if I would have just thought about my goals in that way, all those amazing things wouldn't have happened. Because I wouldn't have allowed myself to dream that big. So this game allows you to do that. But what's really cool is people from the audience put their wouldn't it be cool if statements and goals on this board. And we ended up praying over this board on Sunday because we hosted also this little worship and service for us all. And we circled, we held hands and went around this board and we prayed over this board. And this was for anyone who wanted to attend. It was a small group on Sunday morning, but it was so cool that we got to be together and really hold space for these dreams. So I love that part of the event. 
the speakers were phenomenal. The gift bags were amazing. Like I love the little be intentional honeys that we put in these gift bags and the the planners that people got and the books that people got from the authors that were at the event. Just so much goodness and the connection that happened, the tears of joy, the tears of releasing that happened at the event. Um, the laughter, just so much goodness. Let me tell you the <laughs> my favorite part, though. So we hosted a VIP night. And during the VIP night, we had two speakers. And we also had a dinner, a yummy dinner. And there at this venue uh, above where we were in the room that we had rented out and were in, there was a wedding happening. So Unfortunately, it was extremely loud, so you could hear all the music from upstairs, so it made it a little more difficult to hear the speakers, but I heard from a lot of people that wasn't an issue because they were so focused on what these speakers were saying, so that made my heart happy. It didn't ruin anything. Uh, It actually made it better, and let me tell you why. Because during the event, the Intentional Life Retreat, I taught a dance, and it was the WAP dance, but we kind of made our own little version of it. And we did this dance together. All the attendees did it, learned it, then performed it. And then we did it um, multiple days in a row. And it was just something that really connected us. In fact, I heard a lot of people when you're taking pictures, you know how sometimes you're like, do a pose, but you don't know what pose to do and you feel like awkward about it or what to do with your hands, where they were doing poses that related to the dance. So it made the pictures, I think, even more amazing because you were like, strike a pose. That was one of the things that you did during the dance. And that was really fun. So I really felt like God used this dance to really bring us all together. And it was just so fun to do. And at VIP, the wedding was happening upstairs, right? So we got this idea that we would want to crash this wedding, Um, I mentioned it to one of my other friends who's a speaker and she was like, let's go, let's do this. And she's like, I'm serious. So we ended up going upstairs and we respectfully asked the bride and groom if we could come up and bring our 50 people downstairs upstairs with us to perform this dance for them and just dance on their dance floor. And they were like, yes, please come up because they only had a few people dancing on the dance floor. And they're like, this will hype people up and, you know, bring the energy. So it really blessed them. So I went downstairs and we like yelled like, let's go. We're going upstairs to crash this wedding. And right before, right after I said that, it was really funny because there was this guy from upstairs who came down. I think he was a part of the wedding in some way. And he was like, let's go and like just really into like if you're not here to party and then he threw in some swear words in there then you need to leave and um he's like let's you know go add in the swear words I really liked the hype I thought it was hilarious so we all ended up like following him and we went upstairs and we did this dance and it was so fun together like we as a group crashed this wedding And before we actually did our dance, the DJ was in on it and everything. But before we ended up doing our dance, there was a little boy came out and he was dancing and we we did a circle around him while he was dancing in the middle. And it just brought us so much joy. And then when we left, the DJ was like, where are you guys going? Because we were like taking the party with us, you know. Anyways, it was so much fun. And I'm so grateful for that experience. And this is the thing that I didn't mean to I didn't mean to tell this on the podcast uh, because I do want to get back into the topic of having your own back. And I will bear with me. But I want to tell you the week leading up to this event. Whoa, was that a very stressful week for me? Not only did I have 
this event coming up that I knew that I was speaking at as the opening speaker, which brings on, it felt like to me an extra level of pressure because I was starting the event, you know, and everything kind of flows from there. How you start your day, you you know how it is. The energy flows from there. So I really wanted to be intentional about my energy, my topic, and really set the stage. So there was that, that pressure and then also hosting an event. So not just thinking about speaking, I'm also hosting it, planning, and I want everything else to flow. So there's like some of the attachment energy was showing up. And then I had another other presentations earlier on the week that I was stressing out. So it was like this week that it just felt like a lot of pressure. And I was praying about it. And I'm just like, okay, God, like just whatever you want me to do with this event, like give me the words. And I planned my talk the day before. And it it really went very well. I was so proud of myself and the way everything flowed made my heart so happy. And I felt like it was God like giving me that wisdom because I did it the night before. And uh, also the song, like I was trying to figure out a song that we could dance to, but I didn't want it to complicate it. And it's like, I came across this dance and I was like, this would be really fun. And the way that God used that dance to build community and make people laugh and then have us together crash this wedding, it was so cool to see. So I don't know what you're going through in your life. and some, But what I will say is sometimes we can act like it's all up to us. And then we feel a lot of pressure on ourselves to get all these things done or perform a certain way. And I want you to remember, again, like I always say, it's not all up to you. And I wonder what it would be like if you surrendered a little bit and created some space for God to show up and help you through the thing that you are trying to create in your life or the outcome that you're trying to create. Because I did that earlier this week and I, I just really watched him show up this at this event. So I had to share that. And before the event, you know, as I said, it was a very stressful week for me. And I remember I was feeling a lot of pressure around another presentation that I was doing that I was going to get evaluated on. And I I went outside for a walk before this presentation started. And I was just walking around, just trying to hype myself up. And I was I was imagining an amazing outcome. And this is what I recommend people do. Like, let's say to my career coaching clients, if they had an interview, I would ima- have them imagine the interview going really well. Kind of like an athlete, you imagine yourself playing the game really well. And it's like priming your brain to perform in that way. So I was doing that. And then um, I was like, you know, like afterwards, I'm going to go after I celebrate that I finished this thing. I am going to go meet my husband for lunch. I'm going to get myself a coffee. And I was just like thinking about all the celebratory stuff that I was going to do. And I pictured myself telling him that I did really well and all of that. Then my brain was like, but what if you don't do well? And I immediately started laughing as I was going for this walk around my neighborhood. I literally laughed out loud. And I was like, well, even if I don't, I still have my own back. Like I will still love myself. In fact, I will still go get myself the coffee and I will still celebrate with my husband that I did this thing that was hard for me. Even if I suck, I will still have my own back. And it was just such a powerful shift in me 
that I didn't feel a lot of pressure. Like it relieved the pressure because I believed what happened was is I shifted myself into that higher energy state where I did not have attachment. And you know how I found those amazing ideas, the dance and all these uh, the ideas for my talk before the event that turned out really well was because I started letting go of attachment. And I was open. I was open to receiving. I wasn't attached to it being a certain way. And I was showing up from a place of love that no matter what, I'm going to love on you no matter what. And and that like that's a shift energetically that happens. And I, I was thinking about just you who listens to this podcast about you having your own back. And I wonder if you do or if you want to. Let's say you're going to do something that triggers a lot of fear in you or you know you're going to face a lot of judgment. Will you still have your back? I want you to imagine it going well. And I also want you to imagine you having your own back. Let's say if it didn't. And, and what that would feel like is if instead of making yourself be some crappy person, if it doesn't turn out the way that you want to, or not enough, and you make up that story, what if you were like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you went out and tried to do that thing. And I trust that this is happening for you in some way. And this is leading you into the next thing. What if you showed up from that higher energy place through all the things in life that were hard? What if you always had your back no matter what? What would be different in your life? I was talking to my husband about this and we we're talking about being your authentic self and like, what does that even mean? He's like, he always asks me that. What does that even mean? I say it's when you're not walking around with a mask on and we know what that means to have a mask on where you feel like you're not saying the things that you really want to say that are that are on your heart. You're not being yourself like maybe you're like me and you're like funny and a little ghetto like that's how I kind of show up. And like I notice situations where I'm not being that person. And the energy just is off. And it's because in that situation, I don't have my own back. Because let's say I do show up that way as my funny ghetto self that also loves God. Well, let's say I do show up that way in that, in that situation and people are like, eh, I don't like you. That's a little too much. Am I still going to have my own back? Am I still going to like me? It reminds me of Lisa Nichols and what she often says you don't know who Lisa Nichols is. She's an amazing speaker. And she also was in the movie The Secret. Anyways, she says this, that, that she, she wakes up liking herself. So any additional like, that's just extra. And I think about that in my life. Like, do I like myself? And if someone else likes me, that's just extra. But let's say they don't. It doesn't matter because I like myself. And that's why when I was in a meeting the other day, I ended up saying holla like in this professional meeting and I'm just thinking what what like <laughs> at first I was like why did you say that but that's just how I show up and I was like you know it doesn't mean that I'm not professional because that's the other thing what the heck is professional because we often say that like like be professional and that's something I've heard people say well I I you know I got to be professional when I send this email out well what does that mean does professional mean fake because if professional means fake then I don't want to be that person. And I would hope that you wouldn't want to be either because what happens is you're generating that resistant catabolic energy with every action that you take. And from that place, you don't create amazing results in your life. 
I said this in my presentation or my talk this weekend. When you communicate from a place of love, you create results you love. And I want you to think about that, how you show up with other people. Like, are you communicating from a place of love? Because you communicating not from a place of love, a place of judgment, a place of hate and on that person or criticizing them or gossiping, all that crap, that's not going to lead to the results that you want. But I also want you to turn it on yourself, the way that you're communicating with yourself. Are you communicating from a place of love? Because when I was freaking out about some of the things coming up, these presentations and things, it's because I wasn't communicating from a place of love to myself. It was almost like, if you mess this up, I'm going to make it mean that you're not good enough. I'm going to make it mean that you suck. Like that part was showing up in me. And I was like, no, I'm going to make this whole situation mean if I step out and I try to do the thing. And even if I suck, I'm still going to love myself. That's what it looks like to have your own back. So I'm asking you this. Do you have your own back? Because the people that you admire, they have their own back. Meaning people can talk crap about them, whatever it is, and they still love themselves. And they show up as their true selves in any situations, any situation. And I've been thinking about that in my own life. Like, I just want to be that person. I know you do too. Like where I want to show up as my funny, ghetto, God-loving self. Like that's who I am. I want to be her. I don't, it's, it's not like I, I want to change that about myself. No, I want to be that girl. That's funny. Like at this past event, I mean, one of the things I brought up is, is, you know, one of the other organizers who I love so much was like, we had this couples panel and she had said, okay, Ange, don't let this turn to a Jerry Springer show. Cause we were bringing up things about couples, you know? Uh, and if you're not familiar with the Jerry Springer show, it gets crazy. So it's this, this show, like back in the day, the people used to watch on TV and, you know, these people come on and they fight and yell at each other and like all this thing on the stage. And then people yell, Jerry, Jerry. So I brought that up and we were laughing about it. And I brought up how we didn't want it to be that way. But, you know, basically anytime you can start yelling, Jerry, Jerry. And I just love that I was my true self at this event and I could speak as my true self and I've been trying to show up as her in all settings versus putting my mask on and be like oh you need to be a certain way and then also you've been hearing me a lot a lot talk about my faith what I really believe because I want to be more my true self because that authentic energy that's like you turning to the channel of where all the amazing things are living in alignment with all of those, that, that greater purpose that you have and being the person that God wants you to be, which is your true authentic self. So I just wonder too, is there an area in your life where you haven't been showing up as your true self because you're worried about what other people are thinking about you? Because if that's the case, you're generating that catabolic energy and that's not the channel that you want. You don't want to be on 105.9 catabolic energy channel because then you're going to get all those results that align with that. You want to be at that higher state, 109.9, I'm just making up numbers here, alignment state. You as the real you. This reminds me of, I remember James Wedmore, who I absolutely love. He's an entrepreneur. And he talks about the shift that happened in his life when he started being his authentic real self and telling people how he really felt about things. He said, of course, he had people that didn't want to listen to him anymore. 
and didn't feel aligned with his message. But so many others then came to him and the right people started following him. And that was the shift that turned him into a multimillionaire. Because I really believe it's the energy that you're generating, you know? And I just want to live in that state more as my true self. And it feels so good too. So like even, you know, when an example is y'all know that I, I really, you know, I am a Jesus follower. I am all about like looking at things in the Bible and reading it. And I'm also the girl that loves crystals. Like I think crystals are beautiful. I, if you want to give me a crystal, give me one. I want it. It's pretty. You know, I want to look at it. I'm all about that. You will probably see me reading. There's different astrology stuff that I actually read. I just find it really interesting. So I'm telling you this because I'm being my authentic self. And I, I talk a lot about energy. And I'll tell you what, a lot of my other Christian communities don't want to hear that. They, they're like, oh, no, that seems woo. That seems weird. I mean, it's science, but they don't, they don't like to see it that way. And it kind of scares them. And if they see, some of them might see like a beautiful crystal on my desk because I love it. And they might be like, oh, like you're turning into a witch now? What's going on? And this is the thing. I used to be afraid to be that person. Because I was like, oh, they're going to reject me in this Christian community. And then I looked at this other community that was maybe the more woo people were together. And you you like thought about like the stages of the moon and like how that affected your energy, which is also what I think about, too, because everything is energy. Right. And those people might be like, oh, you talking about the Bible? No, like you don't fit in here. And this is what I've decided is like, you know what? I'm just going to be me and the right people are going to come to me. And it feels so good. So this is a shift that's been happening in my life. And I'm starting to see things align for me. I almost could cry about it right now telling you that my shift in being my authentic self has been opening up so many doors for me because I believe that's me turning to the station where I'm like truly connected to God and I get those divine downloads and I'm more open to receiving it because I'm not blocking it with all this fake crap this worry and this fear, like I'm not blocking that anymore. It's releasing because I know that no matter what I do, I will have my own back. When I suck, I will still love me. I'll still support me. And that's the thing too. Um, this past weekend on the stage, I cried. And I know a lot of other people cried when they saw me cried because you caught that energy, some people in, in the audience, because I talked about my childhood a little bit. And I talked about how I just really wanted to be like loved and supported, you know, by my family, by my parents. And I didn't get that a lot, like a lot in my life. I was pretty neglected. But some release has happened in my life where I feel like I just know, one, that God loves and supports me, period. And that's truly, that's truly enough right there. Anything else is bonus. My friends being there this past weekend supporting me, oh my goodness, such a blessing in my life. And the other part that I feel like is essential is not only God loving and supporting me, which is a given hands down, but also me loving and supporting me. That's enough. And in fact, if we're looking for approval from anyone, let it be the approval from you. So just check in with yourself. Are you having your own back? And really think about that story I told you about that presentation. Are you going to only celebrate when it when it the results happen the way that you want and that because that's a little bit of attachment energy around the way you're celebrating are you going to celebrate for the fact that you had the courage to step out and try and do the dang thing because if we go back to our, our one of our past episodes remember that quote 
Courage, what's that about? Courage is about, you know, it grabs fear by the hand and it says, let's go. And if you like me, you might add a swear word in there just to emphasize it. You know, I do. So anyways, courage, grabbing fear by the hand and it's like, let's go. Are you going to celebrate that you do that? That you are, you're continuing to do that? Let's celebrate that. So we can be that person more, that courageous person. Let's not just get attached to celebrating exact results. That's what I was talking about. Like even if I, I, I spoke at that presentation or did that presentation and I sucked, I was still going to go get the coffee. I was still going to go celebrate with my husband because I was courageous. And that's what I want my celebration to be about is like generating that kind of energy, not the results. Because I really believe that, that Satan wants you to get obsessed about results and be attached to exactly the way something is going to look and, and, and really generate these stories that you're not enough. That's what he wants you to focus on, all the ways you're unqualified and what could go wrong versus the possibilities. What could be amazing? That stuff, that, that is what God wants for you. So I just... Uh, I just wanted to remind you, the whole point of this episode, to have your own back. Where in your life are you not having your own back? And how can you show up from a place of love in that space? Ooh, another thing that I feel like God's pulling on my heart to tell you is after this weekend, I just felt like, ooh, this event, this is why I I want you to come to next year's event. This was so good this year, and I I know it's going to be even better next year because now we know some things that we want to do differently and make it even better. And I've already been calling on different speakers that I know you're going to want to hear. I'm going to make it easier for you to get to this place. It's going to be epic, amazing. And with that said, so put that on your radar. I'll let you know as soon as I get that date. I want you at the Intentional Life Retreat because what happened this weekend for me is, man, God moved so much. My gifts were like revealed to me. Um, I really felt like there was like healing that happened in my life where I was like, that's it. Like I am showing up from a place of love with everything I do. So even the, the way that I, since I know it just happened this past weekend, but since then, like every interaction I've had with another human I've really been intentional about showing up from a place of love, like looking at them, truly listening to them. And then even when I found myself getting irritated and like, I want to complain, I want to like, you know, that little devil on my shoulders, like saying things like, say this, do this, you know, like that, that's happening. I was like, what would it look like if you showed up from a place of love? Another coaching question for you. Remember, you get some of these questions in the, in the energy communication guide. So download it if you haven't. Anyways, that like, I didn't listen to that like devil on the shoulder. I was like showing up from a place of love. What does that look like? And it was like, it stopped me from saying the crappy thing to someone. It helped me focus and listen to them and let them be seen and let them feel like they mattered. And I just felt like I had so much more fun. Like as soon as the event was over this past weekend, I went horseback riding with my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and my husband. And the old me would have been really annoyed that we kind of got lost in the woods. And I was like, I like I like to get home on Sunday to start planning the week. And I knew we were going to get home late. And I found that catabolic energy started showing up of attachment to my schedule and what I wanted. Plus, I was tired, super tired. Anyways, I saw that. It started showing up in me. But I didn't give it energy. I didn't feel it. 
And then I ended up having so much fun just riding through the woods with all the fall leaves, all the colors with our family. And I just like even at dinner, I really listened. I was really present. And I was like, that girl, I want to see more of that girl showing up. The one that lives in the higher energy that shows up from a place of love that has her back. That girl, I want to see her. Because from that place, amazing things will happen in your life. And Satan, he don't want you living in that place. He wants you focused on all the negative crap that's happening in your life. And I know sometimes some of us don't want to get on board with that, that there is this Satan thing. I don't even know what the heck you would even want to call it. What is that? I don't know. Not a human, but you know what I mean? Like that is targeting us. That is trying to bring us down, you know. But the reality is, and you can just personify this, if, even if you don't think of Satan as that person, like all that negative energy, just personify it because it helps you see it more and just know that that is not of your best self. So we don't want to generate more of that in our lives. And if we're doing it at all, remember the shifts. What made me proud of how I showed up? If you find yourself feeling self-doubt, feeling resistance, Again, that's one question. The next one is, how can I show up from a place of love with anything you're doing? Find yourself getting mad. Find yourself hating on yourself, telling yourself you should have done something. That ain't going to serve you. Beating yourself up. How can you show up from a place of love, even towards yourself? What would that look like? What would it look like if you had your own back? What would it look like if you started showing up more as your real self? And allowing other people to see you. Also allowing other people to reject you. Because guess what? Your self-worth doesn't come from them. It shouldn't. If it does, ooh, we got a problem. It shouldn't. It comes from God and what you believe about yourself. It comes from you having your own back. When you have your own back, it's really hard for someone else to really rock your confidence and your self-worth. Because you're like, I have my own back. And I know who God says I am. What if we really live like that? Can you imagine the dreams we would go after if we really believed anything was possible, like God calls us to believe, if we had a childlike faith and we acted like a childlike faith, a person with childlike faith, man, we'd be dreaming really big and we'd be really going after those things because fear wouldn't be stopping us. The fear of what other people think about us, the fear of failing, the fear of whatever it is, it's not going to stop us because we know where our worth comes from and we have our own back. I know that might have been a little repetitive, but I felt like I needed to tell you that. All right. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. If you haven't left us a podcast review, you know what to do. I will talk to you soon. Bye.